Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, October 5, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? It was definitely an interesting day. The market provided us what I like to call a teachable moment. We're going to look at several charts and we're going to understand how the market morphs from smaller time frames to larger time frames and what I'm looking at throughout the trading day to gauge the health or unhealthiness of the tape. You might want to get out your sticky notes for that lesson. Let's start with the big picture and as you can see from the SPY, they're still trading around things a little bit in the after hours, but as you can see it was more or less a flattish day. The SPX cash index was down about seven or eight points. The SPY is bantering back and forth. The official close today seems to be about 377 and a quarter. But it's basically a nothing day. They didn't really get very far by the end of the day, but that doesn't mean there wasn't a volume of information thrown at us that the market provided throughout the trading day. There was. Hence the lesson I'm going to go over in a little while. What's jumping off the page on the daily chart? Is anything jumping off the page? And as we can see, we have this downsloping 20 period moving average. Okay, fair enough. The more time that they eat off the clock underneath that 200 without hitting it or going through it, the more energy that the market is building to actually go to a higher or different level, different price. Remember what we discussed last night. We had that 385, 386 area. I put it up here today at 385.65. We're not sure exactly to the penny what's going to happen when and if Mrs. Market gets up there, but that's the general zone. I showed you last night using the calculator, and I showed you three or four other reasons why that's definitely a target barring the market falling apart. We also talked about the possibility of one of these ABC routines. So the market went up into yesterday. It went up a little further today at the end of the day. But before it did that, it had a little bit of a pullback. Now, I wouldn't call this necessarily an ABC pattern. At the end of the day, I would just call this a flat day eating time off the clock with a large range. The market is in the eye of the beholder. We all see different things when we look at the market, and that's precisely what makes a market. One trader sees something bullish, another trader sees something bearish. One will be right, one will be wrong, but who's to say who's right and who's wrong before it plays out? Everybody sees what they want to see in the market. They have their own inputs, if you will. I have my inputs. These are the ones that I talk about each and every day, not only here in these videos, but also inside the numbers. All the things that I teach and all the things that I use and the method that I use them, those are all my inputs. Somebody else using totally different stuff may have a totally different view of the market. That's what makes a market. There's certainly more ways than one to skin a cat. Let's now get into the lesson from an intraday perspective. I want to show you what happened using the intraday candles on a variety of time frames. Then we'll circle back to inside the numbers and all that other stuff. You're going to see this explained inside the numbers, so I'll blow through some of that stuff later, let you read all the notes, we'll go over stocks on the move, 
but I want to turn this into a lesson rather than wrapping it up into Inside the Numbers. Why? Because I know some of you have a short attention span, and I want you to learn the information rather than leaving before I teach the information. I'm doing you a favor by doing this. We're looking here over on the left side. We had a gap higher open yesterday. That was Tuesday. The low was 372.31. Now, I talk about breakup and breakdown candles and all that stuff, and I'm not necessarily referring to them as much on a 10-minute chart as I would be on an hourly chart. So this is the hourly candle. It's the candle ending 10.30 yesterday on Tuesday, and the low is 372.31. So you'll see in the notes inside the numbers that that was a really important spot today. 372.30 I had it as, and I said sometimes they come up short, other times they spike them through, but we're going to see a bull bear battle around that spot. Now we did see that, obviously you can see it on the tape, but what we're using this is as a reference point. It's a breakup candle low. It's important. If they start closing candles below, they give up yesterday's gap higher open and they open the door to go all the way down to fill the gap left open Monday night. That's another 25 to 30 S&P handles on the way down there. So we call the in-between stuff no man's land. In between the low of that breakup candle and the gap down here, also this 50 period moving average, that would have been a good buy area if they got down there. However, all they did was they spiked the low, they faked everybody out, and then what did they do? They ripped the market back up in the other direction. We talk about this one all the time. They shake out people. They shake out traders from the long side. They suck them in on the short side. There's liquidity down there below the lows because the institutions will essentially run the stops. This is in theory. We don't know that this is happening, but it makes total sense. They spike the low. Long traders are stopping out because they don't want to take the ride down to fill the gap. Short traders are hopping on because they think that breaking the lows is a signal to go short. It's not, but somehow people teach that. I don't know why. More often than not, when they break the lows, they have a rip back up in the other direction for all those reasons, whether they're made up or not. And that's precisely, once again, what happened today. But wait, there's more. Let's go back to the short-term charts. We'll even start with a five-minute chart and we'll find that same area. It's low of 372.31. So we go back here and we have our reference point. Now on a short-term chart, you can see that they started closing five-minute candles below. They started to open the doorway to go down and fill the gap. But wait, hold your horses. There are different time frames and you don't necessarily know which one is the dominant time frame. The larger time frame is always going to be dominant, but you don't know what's dominating the market in real time. However, the longer they stay down somewhere, this is why I say time is more important than price. The longer they stay below or above a number, the more likely they're going to run to the next number. But long is in the eye of the beholder. Five minutes isn't a long time to me, but it's a long time to another trader that trades off a one-minute chart. Ten-minute chart, they stay down there for a while. It looks like they're going to break down. They're giving you that impression. Same routine on a 15-minute chart, no different than the 10. Even a couple of 30-minute candles below that price, they're really laying it on thick at that point. Certainly, 
below, and you'll see this also in the notes from inside the numbers, certainly below 372.30 on candle closes, the door is open. And what you'll also see in the notes is that doesn't mean they have to get there. It means they can get there. And the reason I bring that up is because, once again, it's not a short signal. Maybe there's a buy lower down at 368 or even lower than that that was going to be on the table had they run back down there, but they didn't do that. We don't know they're going to get there. We know the probabilities of what happens if they get there. That's the difference between a trade setup and a not trade setup. Now look at this. Hourly chart. One hour below, first hour of the day. The second hour of the day closed right back up above. Closing price, 372.57. And that was it. As long as they stayed above on candle closes from there, we call that a recapture. And again, you'll see this in the notes too. But on a recapture, that's a bullish signal. They're going to release the same energy that would have and could have been released to the downside to fill this gap and more. Well, instead of staying where they are, treading their wheels in the sand, the same energy gets released where? Back in the northern direction. Now, just as a general rule, from an eyeball's perspective, if you measure this, where this was down here, or even from that breakup candle low, you can see that the same energy would have brought them down here and from a visual perspective and also from a symmetry perspective, market symmetry. That's one of the modules in the course, Lazy E-mini Trader. That's called a timely plug. But you can see from this point, this was like the center point in the beginning of the day. After that first hour when they fell down and they started to find support down at that breakup candle low, started to have that bull bear battle, you can see the symmetry was the same in either direction. They were either going to fill the gap or they were going to go back up and they went back up. How about a 120 minute chart? They never closed a candle below. So therefore, closing price here, 372.57, that was the first 120 minute candle of the day. And you can see at the end of the day, what did they do? They ran a test of the breakup candle low, made it look good, successful test, turned back up in the other direction. That's what they did. We look at this, we talk about this all the time. That doesn't mean that it's simple to trade, but at the end of the day, when you look back, you just peer back a little bit and you take the long view, you say, yeah, that's what they did. Same shit we teach over and over and over again. Why do we teach it? Because it works over and over and over again. Inside the numbers, I'll run through the commentary circle back to stocks on the move. Just gonna highlight a few things in the commentary and I'll let you read the rest on your own time. What I urge you to do is go back to the charts to double check the work, pause the video, put in the time to see if these numbers are correct. Here we have the long view early in the morning. This is the pregame warm-up routine. It's hump day. Let's put things in perspective. The other day, the low was made around 357. Yesterday's high was around 378. That's 210 S&P handles in two days. This morning, they're down around 25 to 30 handles in the pre-market. It's not even a normal garden variety pullback yet. So the big picture was, it was just a little pullback. You want to enter the day with an understanding of is what they're doing a big deal, a little deal, and where are the spots? What spots am I talking about? 
the spots that turn it from just a little pullback to something that's going to morph into more and potentially even more than that. For example, if they really started melting down, they're going to go fill the gap at 368 today. Then they were going into that 50 period moving average at 367 and a quarter, and they still could have went lower from there because just like buying begets buying, sometimes specifically in a bear market, which we are in, selling begets selling, and it can get violent out of nowhere. So the question posed early in the morning was, do we get one of our ABC type patterns discussed last night? From a short-term perspective, well, we kind of already got that. They can do it again and again, but we already got the makings of a pullback, and then they got above the high, so that's really complete from a morning commentary perspective. The way we say that is, they did the thing. So all this stuff is the pre-market commentary. We were concerned and always are concerned with what's the pivot. So we had an important number. You'll see this come up over and over again, 374 and a quarter. So from an intraday perspective, we have a gauge, we have a guideline. Right at the vertical is today's activity. And you can see here in the first part of the day, they were fighting the pivot, 374.25. If they're not going to go up, well, then the alternative is to go run a test of the breakup candle low, which was at 372.31. This is exactly what you're going to see in the notes. So therefore, we're moving along. And here you can see, before the bell even rings, 909, below 374 and a quarter, and the door is open for a run down to 372.30, give or take. Doesn't mean they will get there, it means the door is open for them to get there. Below 372.30 on candle closes, she's in no man's land, you know the rest, we talked about it already. Above 374 and a quarter, which is the pivot on candle closes, is the bounce case. What happened when they recaptured that? They bounced, they went to the next number, and then the next number, and that's what you'll see throughout the day and throughout the notes. This was the pregame warm-up routine, and we're moving along. Read the notes, pause the video, go back to the chart to double-check the work. We talked about the main and majority of what happened today, how it was laid out, why they did what they did. So in the interest of time, I urge you to pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart. You'll see all the numbers that are important. You'll see the resistance numbers. You'll see the support numbers. You'll see what happens if they get above one or below one, they go to the next. And then double check, did they go to the next? How did they get there? Look at a chart, look at a short-term chart, look at a longer-term chart. How about stocks on the move? We had a nice little list this morning. We're gonna take a look at three of the ones that hit their entry objectives, the ones that didn't, they're off the board. There are no trades. FLNG, W, and CCRN are the ones we're gonna take a look at. Paz, Carvana, and CSX did not, so they're off the board. How about Flex, F-L-N-G, 29.88 on the board bright and early, getting its haircut, comes into the number after bouncing around some, goes back in the other direction. If some traders took a pass on this, it's within that zone of I'm not sure. If you're not sure on a trade and you think they might have come too close and bounced away, it's very simple. You just take a pass, and then after the fact, you say, well, here it is. The numbers work. That's one heck of a bounce off that number on a $30 stock. Same to similar routine in Wayfair. They came into the number. They finally turned around, went back in the other direction, rallied for the rest of the day along with Mrs. Market. Remember, more often than not, most everything is going to follow the major market. 
the Dow, the S&P, the NASDAQ, all that stuff, all the stocks are going to traditionally follow suit if there's a big move happening in one direction or another. Obviously, you get anomalies, you get single stock issues going on, but for the most part, you can see what happened. When the market turned around, the stocks turned around, and everything went up together. Anything different over here with cross-country healthcare? Not so much. They came in, they came up short, they bounced away. Not many traders are going to take this after the fact. However, you can see it worked out fabulously either way. So the low here was 3019 against 3015. They bounced away, and the next candle, the high was 3112. So in theory, nobody's taken that trade, but here the numbers work. They came back for a retest. Obviously, you can see 30 and change is an important number. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, it's all the same market. They had a very similar day to the SPY, but they did have relative weakness. Down a buck today, not a big deal one way or the other. But remember, they're in a slightly different position than the S&P 500. They just got to yesterday their 20-period moving average, and it's not uncommon for them to run sideways for a while, build some energy if the intention is to get through. They have yet to be rejected. They could have been rejected today, but they had a rescue operation. So now they're just eating time off the clock underneath the 20-period moving average. So we're going to take that as a bullish day, having a recovery or rescue operation take place. Below today's low, they fill the gap, and then everything changes from what it looks like today on the tape. We can only discuss what information we have at present. Folks down at the transportation department, same routine. They're into the 20-period moving average. It's really the same as the IWM. We don't need to say anything further and muddy the waters. The key is they get above this area. They start getting above this area. It opens a door to go fill the gap around 13.5. It's just that simple. Not simple to do, simple to say. About the Q people, similar to the S&P, they have yet to get to the 20-period moving average. Now, sometimes they'll run some time off the clock without hitting it. They're faking you out. You make it look like they can't get there, and then all of a sudden they just blow right through it because the destination was somewhere else. Well, we talked about the destination in the S&P last night, that 385 number. It's still on the table. doesn't have to be the end of the destination, but they should get to that number. Well, if the S&P's doing that, then the Q people are doing the same thing to their like number. 290 to 293 area, 293.75, that's an actual number. Nothing different here in the financial people, the XLF, just like the IWM and the transport people are all into the 20-period moving average, eating time off the clock. We need more information. As long as they stay above yesterday's breakup candle low, it's bullish. If they get below, it's not. That's the read. Don't make it any more complicated than that. Nice day for Smash Mouth, up 1%. Maybe it's a little bit of a canary in terms of the tech sector. It generally is. They're pushing through the 20-period moving average. If they're pushing through the 20-period moving average, we move over to the weekly chart and let's see what's above. Well, we see the 20-period moving average on the weekly chart up at 218 and change. Now, I'm not saying they're getting there anytime soon, but you can see the writings on the wall. They can start to push higher a little bit. They get into this breakdown candle, and then they start trying to run tests higher into the candle. Just bigger picture stuff, nothing for tomorrow. When you come back to the daily chart, you see the same area. You notice, oh, wait a minute. There's a gap over here. The gap is 217.40. Then you have a convergence of moving averages up above 218. So you can see, depending on which chart you look at, that area up around 218 is like really, really important. 
That would be a really important target. They're not going to just waltz through there if they got there anytime soon, like within the next two to three, four trading sessions. And if they start pushing higher, guess what? That is the target. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not remotely possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.